LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. Honest questions, quick answers. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker, and this is where J.D. Greer says, Ask Me Anything. Ask Me Anything with J.D. I know if J.D. was in a big room of people and he said, ask me anything, I know what the number one question would be. And so we're going to start the podcast off with this. Pastor J.D., are you a Calvinist? (laughs) Okay, so we'll just start with the deep end of the pool. Yeah, actually, I do get asked this question a lot. And I actually take it as a compliment because I feel like, hopefully, the way that I'm preaching, I feel like there certainly are elements of... You know, what we traditionally call Calvinism that seem to be in the Bible, and there are things that are you know are non-Calvinists that or get called non-Calvinists, and so I actually take it as a compliment. Um, I, I you know I always say that uh, Calvinism is never an issue to me until it becomes one to you, and then when it becomes one to you, then I am on the opposite side of whatever you are because I just don't feel like it's it's a central thing. First of all, I go back to what my dad told me when I was um, first Greer. of all called into ministry. That's right. Uh, he, my dad's not a professional pastor, just been a businessman all of his life. And he said, uh, I was wrestling with these things. And he said, son, I'm just going to tell you. He said, you know, guys a lot smarter than you have been thinking about and writing about this for the last 2,000 years, and they haven't come up with a consensus. I don't think you're going to figure it out in your years in seminary. So it's probably wiser for you to devote time to the things that you know God wants you to do than trying to figure out the things that are probably beyond your your grasp. Um, later, I discovered that my dad's counsel was a lot like what um, Moses said in Deuteronomy 29, 29, which happens to be John Calvin's favorite verse uh, I, I've heard, uh, where, where Moses said, hey, you know, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed, to, they belong to us and our children forever. So, I mean, there's a sense in which, yes, these mysterious things, we need to think about them and ponder them, and they're brought up for a reason, but there's another sense in which what we should be doing is clear, and that is sharing Christ. Uh, you know, a friend of mine says, he says, you know, I don't understand all the particulars of Calvinism, but what I do know is that the more I share Christ, the more people seem to keep getting elected. Now, having said that... Um, right, Pastor Andy, that's all really good, but now really answer the question. <laughs> so this is the honest answer yeah. part now. Okay. So, you know, there are some things that Calvinists traditionally teach that I think all Christians should agree on. And I don't even think these are necessarily exclusive to Calvinism, but they're things that Calvinists, you know, that, that, that are a core part of what they Which teach. Which are? Um, like um, the fact that it's God's glory and not man's good that is the ultimate value in the universe. Mm-hmm. A lot of non-Calvinists act like the whole goal is just to get as many people saved as possible. But when you read scripture, that's, you know, yes, God loves humanity and wants to save humanity, but it's ultimately his glory that is good. And the first place I learned that really was from people who who taught us Calvinist. Um, a second thing would be the fact that it's God who has to make the first move in salvation. Uh, you know, Scripture just teaches that 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 none of us seek God on our own. I mean, how, how much clearer could Romans 3.10 get? Yep. Nobody seeks God. And that, you know, Philippians 2.13, it's God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That if anybody says, 1 Corinthians 12, that Jesus is Lord, it's that's mm-hmm. something that's coming from the Holy Spirit. So, you know, that that's something I think all Christians can really agree on, that if you have a desire to come to God, it's because God is is drawing you and recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit there. Um, the third element that is um, that Calvinists traditionally teach that I, I find a lot of resonance with is this um, idea that God is sovereign over the evangelism process, mm-hmm. salvation process. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Todd, I don't know how to I don't know how to deny that. I mean, even if even if you get out of the particulars of Calvinism, I mean, 
Take this example. When God appears to Paul, knocks him off of his horse, and reveals himself, um, God could do that to anybody, right? God could raise up—he says he could raise up children of Abraham from the stones. He could raise up evangelists. And so, so obviously, he's got some level of control over, over who's hearing the gospel when and where and, and putting the right people in the right places at the right time. So I, I, I find a sense in which I know that, yes, God is sovereign over the evangelism process. So if that's what we mean by Calvinism, then yes, I'm going to, to sound more Calvinistic. The particulars of how those things play out, that's where I think there's some room for, for variance. So all Christians should celebrate the fact that, that we live our lives for God's glory, that right. he is the author of salvation, and that God is sovereign in evangelism. But what would be the dangers of, say, fundamentalist Calvinism? Why, wow. why would you be hesitant to align yourself fully in that Well, let, let, let's not just put fundamentalism with Calvinism. Let's put it on the other side, too, fundamentalism with non-Calvinism. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all, fundamentalism, all how you define it, obviously, but um, a lot of times a fundamentalist is somebody who takes a minor thing and makes it a central thing. And while I think that the things that I just gave you are central things, I think the you know the priority of God and salvation, the loftiness of God's glory and God's sovereignty, I think those are central things. How some of those things play out, like what 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 really is God's sovereignty and how is it working? And I feel like that's where there can be some it's like, well, here's what I think the Bible is teaching, but that's not necessarily central in my in my theology. I heard this story when I was in seminary. It's not a biblical story, but it's a story about it's it's called the Procustian bed. And it's essentially, if I remember the story right, there was this guy named Procustius, and he uh, he made this like monster, and he made a bed for the monster to sleep in. And so, alas, when he had finished making the monster and the bed, the monster was too long for the bed, so he cuts off the monster at the knees. And the moral of the story is, no, you idiot, don't cut off the monster at the knees, lengthen your bed. I think a lot of times with Calvinists and non-Calvinists, we'll have a theory about these things, and whatever doesn't fit their bed, they just... They just cut the Bible verses off when the answer is no, lengthen lengthen your bed, lengthen your theology, even if it means you leave some unresolved tensions there. And I'm much more comfortable in that place where I say, yes, I get it that God is sovereign salvation, but I also know the more I share Christ, the more people keep getting elected or take the issue of prayer. I mean, you know, prayer, um, uh, you know, does prayer, does God know what I'm going to pray before I pray it? And and what you know is prayer really changing God's mind? Well, clearly the Bible says that prayer changes things, but I also understand God is He knew what I was going to ask before I was going to ask it. And I, I, remember, I always think of the words here of um, A. A. Hodge, who's one of the old Princeton theologians. I, I believe he was a Calvinist. Yeah, no, he definitely was. But A. A. Hodge used to say, um, "You know, does God know the day that you'll die? Yes. Has God appointed the day that you'll die? Yes. Can anything you do actually change that day? No." A.A. Hodge said, well, then why do you eat? Well, you eat to live. Well, what happens if you don't eat? Then you'll die. Well, if you don't eat and then you die, would that be the day that God had preordained and appointed for you to die? And A.A. Hodge's response was, stop asking stupid questions and just eat. Mm. Eating is the preordained way that God has set for living. Mm. Well, in the same way, prayer and evangelism, prayer is the preordained way for God to do his work on earth, and evangelism is the preordained way for God to bring salvation to people. Um, you know, there is, yes, there's a place for theological speculation, yep. and I have my you know own ways I, I, I parse these questions, but it is foolishness, it is rebellion, when we sit around and muse about the secret things when simple obedience to the revealed things is what has been commanded. And that's where I want to be. So yes, I have these ideas, um, but the, the core issue is the gospel. The gospel that we can agree on, which is 
man, if you're if you're coming to God, it's because God's seeking you, and it's by faith in what Christ has accomplished for you. You didn't contribute anything to salvation. Um, you were dead in sin, and 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 he he was crucified and raised from the dead for you. And it's my duty to preach that to everybody, and and trust that God is the one that is in me that is is moving this process forward. Study, eat, robust of the Word of God, and study all of His character for His glory, but then go out and tell everybody about that salvation is found. Yeah. Is that what you're summing up there? That, that's absolutely it. Calvinism is not an issue to me until it becomes one to you. And then when it becomes one to you, it becomes an issue to me, but not because it's just because the gospel. Don't let anything displace the centrality of the preached gospel. There are, there are certainly elements that Calvinists teach that are core to the gospel, but don't let the particulars, the finer points of things, don't let those crowd out the message that we can and should agree on, and that is that we are doomed without Jesus and that Jesus wants to save anybody, any and all, who will receive him by faith. Okay, there you have it. Ask Me Anything on the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. This is Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. And, you know, we want to hear back from you. We want to give you resources. So here's what we're going to ask you to do. Go ahead and text JD, the letters JD, to 888-111. And by doing that, you can get more resources. You can ask more follow-up questions to what JD just shared right now on, hey, JD, are you a Calvinist? Uh, we'll also give you a free 30-day devotional. You can get more information at jdgreer.com. Go to the Apple Podcast or Apple iTunes. Go ahead and go there. Um, go ahead, Give us a rating on this podcast. Was this helpful to you or not? Ask some questions uh, and share it with your friends. This is Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer on the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. I am your host, Todd Unzicker. And until next time, go ahead and submit those honest questions and get quick answers with J.D. Greer. 